We'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which we record this podcast today. We would also like to pay our respect to Elders past and present. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. listening to Best Judies and LGBTQIA plus podcast, celebrating the most incredible, amazing people and the great work that they're doing in our community. Hi, my name's Justin Hill. I'm a TV presenter and red carpet reporter. And the super average thing that I did today was I am wearing odd socks, which actually drives me crazy because if people, if I know that people know that, I'd be very ashamed. Hi, I'm Sam Devonport, an events manager by day and a drag queen by night. So my super average moment was not something that I've done already, but something I'm going to do. I'm so excited to go home and order Uber Eats and just put myself into a food coma. I don't think I've ever related so much to you right now. I actually, I'm going to go and do the same thing. What are you going to get? I'm pretty sure that me and my housemate are keeping Guzman and Gomez in Bondi Junction afloat by the amount that we order from there. So probably that. Do you want to hear the craziest thing? In my mind, as you were talking then, I was like, I'm having Mexican. <laughs> Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Well, Sam, here we are for another podcast and we do have a very special guest in the studio today. Very special. A very rare type of gay man, Sydney born and bred, Mark James. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you for having me. I really wanted to introduce you like, I don't know if you've ever seen, um, on Toot or Boot, how they introduce or how they talk about Monet Exchange and they always, Monet (laughs) I wanted to do like a Mark James. (laughs) You can do that, yeah. darling. Please welcome Mark Rams. Thank you. Hey, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stereotypes going around about what a Sydney gay man is. Correct. Agree. Especially as of late. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. I find a lot of us are often from different places. We all come together. It's what makes us, I guess, connect. Um, a lot of my friends are not from Sydney, but then people like yourself, who I am friends with, are from Sydney. And I think the, the biggest... I guess, misconception about Sydney gay men is that they're all the same, right? Correct. And most often than not, I feel like those titles are given to us by people that aren't from Sydney. Yeah. Mm. Um, I feel like people want to get out of their country town or Mm. their small town where they felt trapped and now they've come out, they've owned themselves and they moved to the big city and it's like, oh, I'm a Sydney gay now. This is what it's like. And more more often than not, it's actually not. You know, I was... Born a pretty normal family, yeah. Italian, you know. Italian. Yeah, always yeah. food, laughs, oh. you know, <laughs> fight big, love big, I would fit right oh. in. That <laughs> sounds great. I'm coming over for family dinner. All of the foods. Uh, so, I mean, some of the stereotypes that we might hear about, um, you know, when you're talking about Sydney gay guys is they're obsessed with the gym, they're obsessed with the way they look, you know, they're always going out and getting on drugs and, like, partying and, you know, living a very... I guess, you know, superficial life. Yeah, superficial life. Non-directional, really. Yeah, non-directional. But tell me about, like, your life. The thing is, is you are pretty fabulous and you are very handsome. (laughs) But I know that deep down you're also super, super normal. And as Sam and I like to say, horribly average. Yeah. Horribly average. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thank you for giving me that title too. (laughs) I am. I think that it took a lot for me to be horribly average Mm. as it takes everyone. You don't just wake up one day and go, oh, like even being a Sydney gay, I think, uh, like I said, I came from a pretty normal family, Mm -hmm. um, very accepting. Um, My friends have always been amazing. You know, my I'm at that point in my life where my family become my friends and my friends have become my family. Um, But growing up in Sydney, Catholic schools, not always easy. No. Um, 
but it's always those crappy, shitty times that shape and mold you to who you are now. Absolutely. So, you know, I've, I've done some shitty things in my life and I'm pretty sure there are people out there that go, yeah. Mark James, that guy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and <laughs> that's fine. In that moment, I probably was horrible yeah. or an asshole, but I always try to take accountability. Learn and grow from them, Absolutely. Right? Yeah. Accountability is key. And communication, the older I've gotten, the more I've stepped back from a situation and assessed it and gone, maybe that wasn't the right thing to do, but let's... Yeah. Go back and try. And, and I think it's all about self-love. Mm -hmm. That's honestly the key. Self-love, if any word I can use in this, yeah. is self-love. Yeah. Um, not many people have it. And I think that's why we're all like, oh, let's go to the gym and get big. Yeah, Someone yeah. will love me if I have muscles. Right. That's not the right person then for you. A no, person's going to no. love you no matter what, who you are. If they love you for your muscles, then jeez. Because they I fade, sweetheart. I would have no one loving me then if <laughs> that was the case. Look at your face. Yeah, right. Stop it. Oh have you God. seen him in drag? <laughs> No. Oh, His drag on. name right. is Dominique Top. Oh, okay. girl. So, no, have a scroll through wink, that. Wink. She's a very pretty girl. I'll tell I will you be what. Oh, my. Oh, wow. Mm. Super. Wow. So pretty. Very <laughs> Sorry, I'm silent because I'm gagged. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> His wig literally just flew off and is on no, the Literally. Okay, so you're a hot girl and a hot guy. That's not fair. Pick a side, pick a struggle, mm, please. Hey, Sorry, guys. <laughs> when you when you do come up against those people that like, if they say, "Oh, you know," because very often in Sydney it's a little bit like LA. People, the first thing people say to you is, "What do you do?" or "Where are you from?" And oh. if you say to people, you know, obviously you're a stylist and you work in the industry. You work with you know a lot of celebrities and in media. And then if you say you're from Sydney and you get that kind of like sour look from people, mm. stank look. What is it that you say to them to correct that misconception about? being someone in the LGBTQIA scene in Sydney? You know, like I said, that really ran that off really well. <laughs> been practising. I Can I be really honest? I think when I meet people or meet a client or anything of that sort, the initial thing that I try to do is I have a connection and my personality generally wins a lot yeah. of my clients over. So when I say I'm from Sydney, they, it, the reaction would be, oh, oh, yeah. really? Shocked because I'm like, yeah, I am. But, you know, I come and I always say this and probably shouldn't use my ethnicity as a, a reason or excuse. I'm like, but I'm Italian. Like, yeah. I, we love, like, this is who Your we family. are. We're family. Yeah. And it really. It oh, my just... God. If you guys could just see how he was acting then. I wish you could. You didn't. You did the hands. You're like, <laughs> you, know, you know, we're family. If you tied my hands up, I wouldn't be able to talk. So just sit there silent. Go, the I'm only guest we've had in this podcast who's had noisy hands the whole time through. <laughs> oh, I might tap in too hard. <laughs> Uh, anyway, sorry to point that out to you. No, Do you continue. <laughs> um, I think, you know, I think that's pretty much, you know, I, yeah. I don't think I really get a, a, I will say this with work. It's not so much yeah. personal life when you're out and you're meeting people mm. and they're like, oh, you're nice. You're from Sydney. Yeah. I'm like, oh, mm. why yeah. would you say yeah. that? It's because we all generalize and we all pigeonhole and put people in boxes based off of, let's say someone with a um, hundred million Instagram followers who yeah. is gay. Why are you basing every single person off that one person? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, not every Armenian girl is like Kim Kardashian. Exactly. Although they try to look like her, <laughs> they're not. So it's, I think that, yeah, I don't, I'm from Sydney, I'm proud of it, from yeah. the Northern Beaches. It's actually, that's where I go wrong. When I say that my mum's from the, when I say, oh, my mum's from Freshwater or, you yeah. know, I'm from the North Shore, people are like, oh, I'm like, I get the same thing. I grew real? up on the Northern Beaches as right. well. And people turn around to me and they're like, oh, you're from the Northern but Beaches. But it's not like you're going to say, oh, my family grew up in Surrey Hills. Like, if you're from Sydney, it's like, it, it's That's a big place. Yeah, but it's like people, depending on where you're from in Sydney, people have a very different outtake on you, on the kind of person really? they expect you to be. Oh, absolutely. But when I say that I went to a public school that wasn't very well regarded, yeah. people go, 
Oh, okay. That, <laughs> that, 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 that makes sense. Okay, you, did, you didn't go to a private school, right? <laughs> I will say from my personal experience with you is that you are nothing like who I thought you were going to be. I remember oh. seeing you with a particular celebrity client of yours and I was like, oh, he's going to be one of those people. And then I She's met not. you and you were like the sweetest thing ever. And I found myself pleasantly surprised. So I think if there's anything to take out of it, that when you meet people, the thing that you're going to do for them is actually pleasantly surprise them about yeah. what kind of person you actually are. Yeah, I right? love doing that. Let's talk about your coming out story. <laughs> you and I had a coffee a couple of weeks ago and we talked about this and I think it's such a unique story as all of ours are. Mm. Some of them are more dramatic than others. Mm. You know, you obviously had a lot of support, but it wasn't the perfect coming out story, right? No. And is it ever really? No. So, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. yeah. Because half the battle is with yourself prior to telling anyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's the biggest thing that I think we struggle with today. Mm -hmm. But mine was, so I come from a, an Italian family, um, beautiful Italian family. My parents are just ama amazing, amazing. They've been supporters, providers, like my best friends. Um, so I'm pretty sure they had an inkling when I was younger, I wasn't very, I think I was a little bit flamboyant, but I wasn't as extroverted and as in your face, go getter as I am now. Yeah. Um, I was quite, you know, shy, I kind of sat back and mm. I kind of just, you know, trying to figure out who I was, I think. So I was at coffee with one of my best friends and I remembered I was 19 and I'd already come to terms with this at 17. That, yeah. Okay. Actually when I was 14. Wow. Yeah. Cause Mr. Wetterswheeler in uh, year five, I was like, wow, I was like, what, <laughs> what is that feeling? Why do I feel like this? But we all had a teacher like that, didn't right? we? Shout out Absolutely. to Mr. Champion, my year seven history teacher. I'm that old, I can't even remember who. Actually, for me, it was probably the boys who were older than me. Like, you know, like. The ones in, a few years above that yeah. you look at. Oh, yeah. yeah. There was one guy who was in the cricket team and the football team, but I'm not going to say his name. But yeah, <laughs> yeah you know who you say. are. <laughs> hey, Greg. Hey. Um, but anyway, fast forward, 19, <laughs> at coffee with my friends. And I told my friend Armani, I said, oh, you know, think I'm gay, blah, blah, et cetera, et cetera. Didn't realize that at that time that my mum's best friend's daughter was actually sitting behind us and heard. Yeah. And so I went home and my mum's best friends are all over and the two girls, the daughters, one of them that was there at coffee, heard, was there as well. And I walked in and everyone just looked at me like, oh, God. And I was like, hmm. This is weird. What's going on? Why are you looking at me for like that? Let's have something on my face. Or went to my room and the girl came in. I won't mention her name. And so she was like, it kind of came out. I don't know why it came out. I said, why? What are my parents looking at me for? What are they? She was, oh, I heard you tell Amani that you were gay. So I, should I just, your mum asked and I mentioned it to her. I go, why would my mum ask? Mm. And she's like, oh, I go, did you just tell my mum? And dad and your parents that I'm gay in the lounge room. And I just walked in. Anyway, I was like, get out of my room. I was furious. Oh my God. At oh my God. So she took that moment away from you. She did. And if I focus on that point of it for too long, it makes me angry. But yeah. if I think, you know what, it was such a blessing because she probably did what needed to happen. Yeah. You know, mm -hmm. and I'm not out to hate anyone. I mean, we're good friends and I love her to death. Yeah. Like we've grown, whatever. But I just remember the next day um, I was sitting on the lounge and my mum walks up so slowly behind me, she puts like her two hands on her knees and sits down. She goes, Mark, and trebled. And I went, yeah, it's true, mum. <laughs> and she just, she was like, okay, okay. She goes, as long as you're happy. And she was just coming from such a place of love that made me go, oh, sh I should have just whatever told yeah. her. Yeah. I didn't tell my dad. <laughs> 
because I was not worried. I was, I don't know, I guess embarrassed that it took me so long. And yeah. then, you know, MSN Messenger. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so my dad messaged me when he was at work on Messenger and he's like, you should have a little more faith in your family, you know. Oh. And I felt so horrible oh. because although my mum smothered us with love my whole yeah. life, my dad's always been that strong masculine figure in our lives. Yeah. And he's never hugged us or told, you know, it doesn't say yeah. I love you too often. Yeah. And but for to him to for him to say that was like oh it's a bit I, it is it broke my yeah. heart but I was thinking God I have such an amazing family and I mean it's it's you are incredibly lucky to have a family like that a lot I of am, people don't have that I experience know. you know um, but there are good coming out stories I, when my, the biggest thing with my coming out story was when I told my mum she was and she says to me to this day I wish you'd talked to me more about it or I wish you'd said something mm. or mm. you know um, you know I went through a little period where I was an angry young teenager and she was like I would have understood it more and I just say to her I love you for saying that and I love that you feel that now but I couldn't change anything of my coming out story or yep. even anything. I wouldn't even change the nasty thing that someone said to me last week because I feel like every single thing that you go through builds you to be the person that you Absolutely. are. How old were you came out? I was, I would have been like 21, 22. See, I came out at 15. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What was your story, Sam? Um, my coming out story was really boring, actually. Um, <laughs> and my that's mom, all right. Yeah. That's, I mean, we're not it's, here to judge. It's it's kind of, it's nice. My um my mum had a lot of gay friends when she first moved to Australia from New Zealand. So when I came out, she wasn't shocked to have a gay person in yep. her life kind of thing. We were talking, we was, she was making me dinner and I was sitting on the bench and we were talking about a friend, one of my friends. And I was saying that her boyfriend was treating her really bad. And she turned around and she's like, I hope you'd never treat a girl like that. And I said to her, I was like, oh, I'll never treat a girl like that. And I was like... Oh. A, girl <laughs> a girl like that. Yeah. And then she looked at me, then she cried, then I cried, oh. then we cried for a little bit. And then the whole conversation finished because she burnt my dinner. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how Thanks, was. Mrs. Devonport. Thanks, oh, Mum. God. <laughs> um, another thing I wanted to talk to you about, and this was a big topic that you and I discussed over coffee the other day, yes. was um, being in your 30s mm. and being single, footloose and fancy free in Sydney. Oh. And... <laughs> I said to you, I don't miss those days. Yeah. I, it was, there were very formative years and I, you know, God, you could have put me in a cookie cutter back then for being a stereotypical gay man. I did Grindr and Tinder and went yeah. on dates and had hookups and, you know, whatever. It was like going out a couple and of times And there's nothing wrong with that if that's nothing what you want to do. That. Absolutely. That's absolutely yeah. okay. Have your sexual freedom. Enjoy <laughs> absolutely. yourself. And I really look back fondly on those fondly. I just want to make sure I say the right word there uh, on those <laughs> memories. And they were great. And they have also made me the person that I am today. I've learned a lot of lessons and went through some great times and some bad times. But um, it would be interesting now to mm. be the age in, in my 30s like you are and finding myself single. How are you going with that? <laughs> well, I've been single, <clears throat> excuse me, for about a year mm -hmm. since my last, which was a serious relationship. Um. And for the first six months, I didn't want any, any, a dating app, nothing. I didn't want to look at another guy. I yeah. think it was all about healing for me. But in the last six months, I've been, I've twindled off and on them. Um, not Tinder as much. Tinder, I think I've had once. Yeah. Um, Grinder, I've been on, but then deleted, mm -hmm. got it again, deleted, got it again, deleted. It's a vicious cycle, Grinder. Because for me, it's, I'm 33. Mm. Um, I love to work and I love building my career and that's kind of, I feel like I'm in a transitional period again. This time last year, I had broken up with my partner, moved home and changed jobs. Yeah. That's in, a lot. in the same, in two months. Wow. And I was a complete wreck. 
Um, and then it was about finding myself again. So yeah. you think, oh, when you come out, you find yourself. But when your heart gets broken, you yeah. have to start all over again. Um, but there was a lesson there as well. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, I can't look for someone to make me happy anymore. And I mm-hmm. keep doing it. Yeah. I keep attracting the same guys because it's my fault. It's, I have to now understand self-love. And right now, today, I am just focusing on me, my career, dating. Yep. I do like going on dates. I like meeting guys. And, great. Yeah. I think it finds out, you really find out more about you and yeah. who you want. And like I smash interviews. So I smash <laughs> dates. Like, I'm See, I'm the, 20 I'm like going on dates. I enjoy going on dates for like going out for dinner. Yeah, girls got so, to eat. So, like, it's really nice to sit and to actually have a conversation with someone who you see, don't know. So, yeah, it's nice yeah. to sit and talk to someone and actually have a good dinner and things like that. And I feel like that was my challenge when I was single. Is I got to that point where, because my story again is different to everyone else's. I was 140 kilos and then I lost 50 kilos, and all of a sudden I came into my prime of being a young 20-something gay man in Sydney. And yeah. all of a sudden, for the first time in my entire life, people were finding me attractive. And so I was like having a ball of a time. But then I kind of got sick of it. And I was like, oh, I just want to go out with someone and have a really nice chat with them. Yeah. And it was about weeding out all of those guys that didn't want to do that. Or, and I, I have to say, I went on a few dates where I was like, you have absolutely no intention of having good conversation. We are literally <laughs> just eating so you can get to the next part yep. of this date. Yeah. Um, and We've I think all been that, there. Yeah. And that's the challenge of like, you know, going through that process, I think, and like wanting to go out and have authentic connections with people. Absolutely. Agree? Absolutely. I'm all about energy. Yeah. And if I can connect with you that way, mm. uh, and even sometimes right off a conversation, like you meet someone like this guy's vibing, I'm yeah. vibing like, mm. let's, so it's, um, but it's always that, but then I always end up with the wrong guys. So <laughs> I don't know what vibe I'm looking at now. They were just practice runs. All right. They were. And, um, I'm thankful for them. I'm yeah. so, so thankful for them. Coming from a family who has a very strong ethnicity and, you know, you talk about being Italian quite mm. a bit. How, if there are people out there who are listening to this who come from a similar family, be it Greek or they're Italian themselves um, or, or anyone else, Armenian, how does it go introducing a partner to your family? I always find that process interesting because it varies from family to family. Of course it does. Family. Because I would say that... <laughs> This is, I don't want to generalize, but I've got a lot of Lebanese Catholic, Mm -hmm. Lebanese Muslim, um, Armenian, Turkish, Greek friends. Yep. And it's all different. Um, A lot of the religions are a lot stricter, which makes it harder. I can only speak from my perspective. My mum is always like, the minute I meet someone, I'm like, I think I've met someone, you know, touch on it with her. Yeah. Then months ago, she's, who's this person hanging out with? Why haven't I met them? She wants to meet them. And then I'll say, I have to say to that person, I'm yeah, so sorry, man. Mom. I'm not, I don't want to marry you, but my mum just wants to, I'm hanging out with him. She just, you know what? She just wants him to come over and eat yeah. because she loves to <laughs> she entertain. Wants to try her cooking. I'm more than happy to pretend yeah, to date. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell her you've got two new boyfriends? I will Sam and Justin coming over, mum. <laughs> She'd love it though, but she loves when people come over because that's what, that's what we are like. My, and my, my extended family, my aunties and uncles. So there's 64 of us whenever wow. there's Easter, Christmas. Wow. Yeah. So I've got 38 cousins, first cousins. So when we're there, it's always, you know, opinions being thrown and this and that. Mark, you got a boyfriend yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but there's my auntie and bless her. She's like so conservative. She's like, hi, Mark. She's, she'll grab my, my wrist. She'll go, do you have any special friends? I'm like, oh, <laughs> I love no, that auntie, I, I don't have a special friend at the moment. Or I've got many. Or I've got many special <laughs> friends. Oh, lots of friends, but they've been special at times. Yeah. So. But I have had a lot of friends that, that um, I guess, introducing if they're like my family Italian, the same story, they're, they're always willing to and wanting to mm. meet who their, 
their son or daughter Absolutely. who's spending time with. And you know what? Your family sounds amazing. Like just sitting here talking to you and you talk about food and you talk about a big family, like immediately gets such a nice mental image of what your Easter's and what your, oh, you know, times like that you are You've seen like. the food on my Instagram stories. Yeah, I know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> It's real food. Like, hey, I wanted to just briefly go back to your coming out story. Yes. And given your specific circumstances, and if there's anyone out there who's listening who's very similar to you, uh, or even just in general, like, what is your advice to um, anyone who's thinking about coming out in any scenario, be it, you know, gay or bisexual or transgender, or if they have like a moment in their life, you know, you sort out your closest Mm. friend to tell Mm. them your story, what would your advice be? I think. I think don't hold it in. And I would say, and you're not alone, um, talk to someone, talk to me. I don't care. Hit yeah. me up on Instagram. <laughs> I'm more than happy. But I think, yeah, confide in someone that has been your friend for a long time. But if, but then it's hard. If you feel you have no one, yeah. who do you talk to? Yeah. But then we go back to, um, you know, opportunities like reach out where you can actually yep. ring and yeah, talk to people, absolutely. which, you know, is I'm a great advocate for them. In our podcast, we obviously like to highlight those people that are doing some amazing work in our community, like yourself, and we like to celebrate our best duties. Uh, So one thing that we do when we celebrate our BJ of the week is Mm -hmm. we ask our guests if they have anyone that they would like to celebrate as well. I would like to kick it off this week. And I would like to say thank you to Instagram because they are joining a long list of people by adding the option to have non-gender conforming selections when you sign up for the app. That's cool. Now, um, at my this year I got to go along to the opening with Facebook and Instagram and had yep. some really good chats with some people there and they are just one of the best companies. I mean, it would be amazing to work for Instagram full stop, but their team of people are so invested in mm. Mardi Gras, in the LGBT community outside of Mardi Gras as well and mm. making sure that, you know, whenever, like the amount of work that went into getting the, you remember the hashtags that went rainbow colors? Yeah. Yep. So the they're amount, happening at the moment. They have yeah. month. So yeah. But yeah. the amount of work that had to go into those to get one specifically for Australia, because obviously, you know, in the US they have Pride, here we have Mardi Gras. So we, you know, use the term Pride as well, but we also and then you have Mardi Gras overseas. So there was a lot of confusion about what was what. And they put in the man hours to make sure that us as Australians had terms that would, you know, be hashtag rainbow to make us feel included. So I think it's fantastic. They're going to be in the next um, couple of months opening, uh, so opening up the options to have um, a custom gender choice. So it will be like gender non-conforming instead of just male, female and not specified. So thank you so much, guys. You are my BJ of the week. What about you, Mark? Well, look, I have to say yours truly. Ah, stop. Stop it. Absolutely. I think, look, there are a lot of great people doing great things, but I think this, what you two are doing, I think is giving a platform for people to feel accepted and be heard. And I'm really excited to actually honoured to be on here talking. Well, thank, so thank having you, you here. Yeah. It's so thank nice. for joining us. It's been a lot of fun. It has. And you know, the best part about this podcast is that, and a lot of people might be shocked by this, but we don't really edit anything out. I mean, we literally just flick Uh-oh. on the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mum. Sorry, mean, dad. <laughs> there are a few things of yours we'll be editing out. But the best part about it is we literally just flick on the microphones and have a yeah. chat to our friends or have a chat to people that we admire. So, yeah. you know, it's not tricky. It's no. not like a fancy... And Crazy it hasn't look, been format. hard work at all. In a world of editing and airbrushing, yeah. I mean, you have to be authentic and real. There this ain't is live. no face tune on this podcast. No, let me no. Show you. <laughs> what about you, Sam? Do you have a BJ of the week? 
My best you this week is my big uh, group of drag sisters. We had yes. a big night out on Sunday night. It was lovely. We went to ARC. We watched some shows. It was a lot of fun. Girls was night really, out. It was a girls oh, night out. It was really fun. Did you go out in drag? Yeah. 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 Wow. yeah. How are your feet at the end of the night? Uh, to put it Munted. in the simp- simplest <laughs> way, my toenail is still black from Mardi Gras. Oh, from Mardi Gras? From Mardi Gras. Good Lord. Yeah. Yeah. If you have a BJ of the week that you want us to thank, make sure you hit us up in our DMs at Best Judies on Instagram. Will you help me? Can you help me? You don't need to be helped any longer. You've always had the power to go back to Kansas. I have. Then why didn't you tell her before? Because she wouldn't have believed me. She had to learn it for herself. Mark James, it's been lovely having you come in today. Thank you so much for joining us. I appreciate you coming in and sharing your story. Um, Thank you. I feel like we always talk about being horribly average yeah. and in the nicest way possible. Mm. You know, I feel like you were someone who I really wanted to talk to our audience and connect with our audience because everyone's story is different yeah. and not everyone's story is incredibly amazing or incredibly dramatic. Sometimes they're varied and skewed and, you know, different like yours. Yep, that's yeah. it. That's that's what makes us perfect in, exactly. at the end, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Everything, everything that makes horribly normal. Hor- horribly average, <laughs> I believe, <laughs> is the term. Now, uh, you may have heard by now how we finish up our podcast. So if you would like to join in with us, you are more than welcome to. Are you ready, Sam? I'm ready. There's, There's no, no place like home. There's no There's place no like home. Wait, no. Stop, stop, stop. <laughs> no. My OCD is kicking in. You cannot ruin it. You've got to do it properly. Okay. Like real. <clears throat> are you ready, Sam? I'm ready. There's, There's no, no place, place like homo. homo. There's, There's no, no place, place like homo. homo. There's, There's no, no place, place like homo. homo.